Hello, and thanks for listening to JoJo's Bizarre Podcast. My name's Mark. Uh, I am joined by Miles and Jackie. Hello. Hello, Jackie. Hello, Miles. Hello. Hello. Uh, we're a podcast that ordinarily, I don't know if that is a good way to describe it at this time, hmm. talks about JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Uh, but this week in particular, we are talking about the first half of FLCL. <laughs> The anime series from 2003? Yeah, bro. Uh, High school days. So we watched episodes one, two, and three. In order. And yes. And we'll be talking about that after we read emails for, uh, I don't know, an hour? <laughs> How long? Uh, we have a lot of emails. We're, a, we're an advice and anime podcast. <laughs> yeah. Uh, basically, just write to us about whatever. No, our Correspondence Corner will feature a bunch of JoJo talk, and then we will uh, break down, sort of, <laughs> as best we can, uh, Furry Kuri, or FLCL, or Fooly Cooly, whatever you want to call it. One of these is a phone recovery message from Google. Okay, so. but we can't... You didn't know that because we weren't in Correspondence Corner. All right. All right. So we have to go there first. Are we there yet? Hang on. We have to... What does a Vespa sound like? Like that. Is that, that, is that a Vespa? It. No, that's a Vespa. All right. We took a Vespa sure. to this... Vorrespondence <laughs> Vorner? I got nothing. Uh, if you want to write to us, which you, you probably don't, uh, it's Jojo's Bizarre Pod at gmail.com. That's what these losers did, and now we're going to read what they had to say. Miles, who is the first? From Logan, right? Yeah. yeah. I, I don't even. Yeah. It's from Logan. Go for it. Hey, guys. I recently hey. caught up on the podcast after my brother introduced me to it. We love it. We love it that you keep it in the family. Nice. We nice brother. It. Good brother. We would listen to it together, but I couldn't help myself and went on without him. Wow. And before starting part five, I went back and listened to what episodes I had missed. I just wanted to say I love listening to you guys. Thank you. And it's helped keep me distracted for, from some personal stuff that's been bothering me lately. I really love your dynamics, and Miles and Mark's relationship is probably my favorite. Sorry, Jackie. I'm also sorry, Jackie. It's okay. That's okay. I don't want this to be too long, so I'll end it with this. You guys need to stream more. Matching the faces to the voices and seeing you interact is really cool, and you should do it now that there's no weekly restrictions to episodes. Sincerely, your fan from Delaware, Logan. P.S. I'm horny. Just wanted to let you know since you get concerned when we're not. LOL. It's good to know. Thank you, good Logan. Good to know. Glad to hear we're helping you in your personal life, uh, considering we're ruining our own. Mm-hmm. It's weird that people just uh, like watching, or, uh, like listening to us hang out. Yeah. That's pretty much what it is. Um, that's, so that's our first listener from Delaware, which is the first state. No, because his brother is also uh, from Delaware. Okay, so the brother is the first listener from the first state. That's right. And... Is Chad the last listener from the last state? <laughs> no, we've had more listeners since Chad. But not in hope. But I, well, I'm saying... Oh, the last listener Yeah, when everything tapers, when everyone stops listening, it's just going to be Chad. I bet Chad is also the first listener from the last state. Yeah. Uh, hey, guys, just writing in. First time, last date. <laughs> um, yeah, it is Hawaii, right? Hawaii's 51, not Alaska. It's fi- 50. There's only 50. Uh, I should go. <laughs> I am embarrassed. But yeah, um, what is that? 50? I think it is 50. I think Hawaii was the last Hawaii one. Hawaii is the last yeah. one. It's, it's Alaska, then Hawaii. Right. 1951? 
don't, that might be why I was confused. That's what I meant. That's what I meant. That's what I meant when it was uh, annexed or whatever. <clears throat> okay. Thanks for writing. This email is from Anna Sui. Anna Sui, this is a little too long to read the whole thing, so we're just going to summarize no, it. No, just read it. No, no, no. It's okay, too fine. much. And my mouth is dry. Okay. Face is no. Anna Sui says that you started listening at part five and apologizes for writing a long email. Okay. Love the self-awareness. It's your first time writing in. Hello. Uh, likes to listen while drawing JoJo fan art. It helps you get in the right mindset. <laughs> that probably means the fan art is really weird, right? <laughs> it's probably like a lot of like uh, drawings of the Turnpike and bunch Garden, of dicks, Garden State Parkway. Uh, like my seventh grade language arts notebook. So this is in reference to the JoJo and sexuality episode that we did. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is just some of their thoughts. I thought that Jorna would be rated higher on the Kinsey scale, meaning more gay. What with him posing and Mista around the end of the Green Day and Oasis arc. Uh, we forgot about the posing. Yeah. yeah someone mentioned that with uh, Giorno putting his hand on Mista's hip. Yeah. Uh, and being pressed together. Also would place Abakio a little higher on the scale. Because uh, when Bucciolati decides to defect from the Passione gang, he says, I never had a home or place I wanted to go. The only time I'm ever at ease is when I'm with you, Bucciolati. Which I thought was really cute. It is cute. Also, Giorno literally drank some of his piss. I don't remember this. I don't think... You don't remember him drinking the piss? No. He turns his teeth into jellyfish because, like, Abakio pisses in the tea. <laughs> You're remember? Right. That was the yeah. piss episode. You're you, right. You guys talked about piss for an entire hour and I threw up. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't think that has anything to do with sexuality, though. Yeah, you can drink uh, someone's piss. <laughs> It's, you can be any... You can drink someone's piss and not be horny about it. That's yeah. true. But you also mm-hmm. can be horny about it. Yep, yep, yep. If drinking piss is sexual, Jackie has every right to divorce me. What? Because I've drank what? so many what? people's piss since we've been married. Okay, yeah, uh-huh. Because it's just a friend thing. Uh-huh. Anyway. Anyway. Um, that sounded better before I said it out loud. Uh, there was no mention of Melone in the episode, and I think he was pretty interesting sexuality-wise, even if he was a pretty gross dude. Uh, Malone is the guy with the computer sand, and he's got like the Lone Ranger IP song. Mm. Uh, Risotto just based looks like a, just based on appearance looks like a BDSM clown. Uh, if I said I wasn't dunking on his look, I would be lying. <laughs> BDSM clown is is both parts intriguing and uh, accurate. Um, speaking of part four characters, though, uh, Yukako and Rohan stands come to mind when thinking of bondage. Rohan in a more nuanced mm. way, though, I guess controlling others. Yeah, and Rohan's stand, like, it opens you up and you're like, yeah, you can't move. You're defenseless, you know. You just mm-hmm. fall backwards with your your face busted open. Uh, not exactly a new opinion, but Jotaro being ace is one of my favorite headcanons for him as there's not a lot of ace characters ever represented in media. True. Thanks for your time. Have a great rest of your day. Honestly, P.S. Every time I close my eyes, I wake up thinking about sexuality in JoJo's, which coincidentally has made me horny. Yes. Good to know. Thanks, Anasui. Your name is weird and not familiar at all. Don't say people's names are weird. Uh, it's uh, it's not a real name. I don't care. <laughs> it's, I'm, I'm winking at the listeners. Okay. Hang on. Let me see if they can hear it. Let me wink into the mic. Can they hear that? No. Is it a reference to something? Yeah, it's a reference to something that y'all don't know. Oh, my God. Okay. This next one is from Talia. A note about monsters and sexiness. Talia says, So I don't remember the details, but someone asked if there's ever been a story about sexy zombies or mummies. And there has. Sexy zombies are a reoccurring thing in Bob's Burgers, iZombie, and Warm Bodies. 
Warm Bodies was a book turned movie, and I believe it came out during the Twilight craze. As for mummies, that's an anime fad where every monster is turned into a sexy girl, like the entire genre genre of anime, and that's before we get into the hentais out there. Also, for some reason, I thought Bao was going to be a hentai based off of its name. I know I still haven't read slash seen it, so who knows, maybe it's a hentai. Why would you think it's a... What does that name mean to you? Bao? Yeah. It's like the sound effect of sex <laughs> okay i guess bow. if you're a pervert bow, 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 i guess bow. if you're a pervert anything could uh, be a hentai we know talia we know talia is a pervert yes it's fine um <laughs> as far as the anime fad where every monster is turned into a sexy girl i think this is or is related to the midnight bliss meme or rule 35 whatever it is mm. uh in the video game series Darkstalkers or vampire the character dimitri is a vampire and he has a move where he kind of runs into you and turns all the male characters into female versions and then like drinks their blood or they explode. Uh, and people started doing that with fan art. They would just create gender bend versions of every character. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, when he runs into the female characters, they just turn into strange, really weird references. Uh, it's, mm. it's very unsettling, but really cool. But yeah, if you look up Midnight Bliss or Rule 36, I don't know. Um, cool. I'm sure there's sexy mummies. You know? No, I don't believe it. You know, uh, what's her name? The Supreme Being, Lilu from Fifth Element. She's kind of got like that bandaged, sexy mummy look. She's uh, an alien. Yeah, she's a Supreme Being. Yeah, but she's like wrapped in, she's wrapped in cloth at one point. Oh. It doesn't matter. This email is from Jay, and it's our favorite genre of email, a King Crimson explanation. Uh, I really, I should get a drop that's just like the 21st century schizoid man intro. Uh, let's do this one last time. Guess I doubt what? it, Jay. It's not the last time. It's not even. So Diavolo can use Epitaph to see the future. Once Diavolo sees the future, he can King Crimson to skip past it. Once future skips King Crimson, Diavolo avoids all future that he crimsons. King Crimson <laughs> in the future time will Epitaph all King Gug. I'm having King a stroke. Did. Someone please Please, Diavolo 911. <laughs> P.S. Every time King Future Eyes, I crimson up Diavorni. This is the best one. That's pretty good. <laughs> What's really funny is I, I I skimmed over that email like when it first came in, and I was like, all right, all right, another explanation. And then yeah. you reading it now, it slowly got worse and worse. And I was like, wait. Because sometimes wait people minute. just write to us, and there's tons of typos, and mm-hmm. nobody cares. Thank you, Jay, but I still good. don't get it. Please send us more King Crimson explanations. <laughs> yeah, it gets still I. You know, Ding Chiavolo. <laughs> okay. Pepitaph. Sorry, I said King Gaga instead of Kingage. King Kage. That was weird. It sounds like that mushroom you get in ramen. Kikurage. <laughs> that shit is gross. And sometimes it's called the Jew's ear mushroom, which is fucked up. Uh, but I invite anyone to chew on my ear and tell me if it tastes the same. <laughs> this email is from Jared, who is not a pervert we know that uh and it's called explaining king crimson parentheses kinda (laughs) hey jjb pod crew i know you guys have got a bunch of emails from people trying to explain king crimson already but i just want to attempt to clear up some confusion the most confusing aspect of king crimson is the bruno punching himself scene as his future self seems to exist at the same time as his present self 
This can be mostly explained by Araki's tendency to not be 100% on a stand's power when it is first introduced, often completely retconning aspects of its ability. A good example of this is Rohan initially having to show someone a page of his manga for Heaven's Door to work, or Jorno's animals having damage reflection. Don't know if this has helped at all, I'm bad at explaining things. P.S. I think it was Aaron B. I, I can't keep track of these Aaron's. <laughs> that mentioned my favorite JoJo ship, Geo Mista. They are my precious little Italian boys who are so obviously gay, to me at least. Takes one to know one, I guess. Mm-hmm. And I can't believe you guys never thought about it. P.P.S. Joseph is bi as fuck, and Josuke is incredibly bi. He even blatantly said Koichi is cute. Anywho, this email is way too long, and I got class now. Bye. All right. Everyone's, everyone's bi. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks for that. I think, I think we did, yeah, we did go over the fact that it, it's totally possible that Araki just didn't know what he was going to do with King Crimson's power. But I don't want to accept that answer. Well, I think the idea... Well, the thing is, when I tried to when when I tried to accept that answer, people yelled at me and wrote in, like, no, it totally makes sense. Like, all right, so if it totally makes sense, how come nobody's been able to fucking explain it? On that specific one, yeah, people were like, no, 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 here it is. And then yeah. they just said a bunch of nonsense. Yeah. I, it, look, the idea is pretty simple. It's just that it seemed at first like King Crimson was going to erase time, but, like, first he would show it to you. You know, that's really all it is. And instead, it's just like, no, you know what? No one knows at all what happened. Yeah. They could technically still coexist as theories. It would just be that every single time past that, Araki decided not to show us the victim character's perspective where they see themselves. I liked my original explanation, something about folding time space or whatever. You like the idea of it being nonlinear. Yes. Time being nonlinear. Oh, yeah. You were really married to that. Yeah. I wasn't yeah. married to it. But you were married I, just, to I it. was like, oh, I hope he does After that. After you and I got married, you took up a page that just had like your headcanon. Time is bullshit, and man. And you got married to it. Um, yeah. You know what? Everybody who has their own like headcanon, whatever, for oh, these people should be together, they love each other. Like, they do. They totally do. Whoever you think loves each other totally does. Okay. That's what I believe. I've shipped all the dogs and I have it. I have I a drawing. It's just a big, like, polyamorous, like, it's a everybody po- a just polycule. loves everybody. Yeah. But if you think that two people don't like each other, you're wrong. Yeah. Everybody- <laughs> they love each other. Who are two JoJo characters that don't like each other? We know, like, Josuke and Rohan, but Jackie thinks But they love each other. But Jackie thinks they love each other. Like, they I'm trying are, to think They are of, who I ship together. I'm trying to think of two characters who just don't like each other at all. I mean, there's, um, there's Jonathan Dio, but... Not even Iggy and Polnareff, because I think Iggy and Polnareff love each other, oh, too. Oh, they do. <laughs> I th- well, Iggy, Iggy and Pet Shop really don't like each other. That was a fucked up battle. Okay. Yeah. But they're animals. Maybe everyone likes each other. Oh, uh... Whoever... The guy whose body Kira steals... Oh, mm-hmm. uh, Kosaku? And his wife. Kawajiri? Oh, yeah, they don't like each other. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They fell out of love. Aw, yeah. What's that song that's about... Uh... I'm all out of love. No, well, no. <laughs> that's Air Supply. I was thinking more of the Gordon Lightfoot. Uh, the feeling's gone and I just, just can't get it back. back. <laughs> Jackie and I probably know that from the Stars on 54 version. Yes. Is that what it is? Disco. I don't know what. They're both good versions. Mad good. How good? Mad good. All right, all right. Uh, Am I doing one now? Yeah, you are. Next one is uh, from Red. Red says, uh, well, the subject is recommendation and going off. Uh, Hey, JJB pod crew, I'd like to make a suggestion for you guys to watch No Game, No Life episodes two, three, and eight. Because those eps have all 
references to JJBA. Oh, okay. That's Write a good that. suggest. Put that down. Um, my favorite chip is probably uh, Kakiarif, Kakioan <laughs> and Polpol, because um, they didn't get to interact that much. Uh, but when they did, it was enjoyable. Um, P.S. My last P... P's? My last P's were erased by King Crimson because I described him too perfectly and I to- and totally not because I forgot that was a thing. PPS, attached is a pick of uh, a pick my aunt's dog who we're dog sitting. Aw, good boy. Or girl. Cute. It's a little Yorkie, little yeah. Yorkshire Terrier action. Cute, cute little baby. Uh, you don't need to have the flash on, by the way, indoors. You probably have enough lighting without it. Okay, don't uh, give them camera uh, tips. Oh kind of Why isn't it Paul Yoin? <laughs> Paul Yoin? Oh. Yeah, why isn't it uh, Noriak Ref? Yeah. Noriaki Ref. <laughs> uh, this next email is from another Aaron. Oh, no, it's from the OG Aaron. Yeah, you can't be another Aaron. This is not Aaron <laughs> Gaiden. This is the first Aaron. The subject is Aaron's Bizarre Adventure. Okay. Hey, JGBP crew. The OG Aaron writing in to suggest a JoJo topic for y'all to discuss. I think talking about masculinity in JoJo's would be an interesting topic. I know it may seem broad considering the series is a sausage fest, but I think it would be interesting looking at male personalities slash relationships in JoJo and how they differ from other anime series. I like it. Anyway, I've been loving the new episodes recently, and I'm excited to see what other shows, topics, y'all do in the future. P.S. Because I am the OG Aaron for the pod, does that make me the Jonathan Joestar of the Aarons? Oh, shit. Am I the lame one? Oh, that sucks. Aww, Aaron. Sorry, Aaron. It, but it could be that the other, the second Aaron is George the first, who like dies in two <laughs> seconds when no, he confronts. That, that's an Aaron that doesn't even write into the pod. That's an Aaron, there's an Aaron right now that's listening and has listened for a long time and, and has never written in. It could be that every listener that hasn't written to us is named Aaron. That might be true. Okay, <laughs> that could be Crisis on Infinite Aaron's. That's not. <laughs> That's canon now. Every uh, listener is out there. <laughs> this, this email is from Aaron until we figure out the name. Yeah. <laughs> um, Mark, what are you doing? I'm looking to see what is next. Should I read the next email? Yeah. Bum, bum. This is me? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. This is from Chad called Fooly Cooly High Harmony. Aloha, JJB Pod, Requiem slash Gaiden crew. The original FLCL is still one of my favorite animes of all time. I love the soundtrack. I've requested Ride on Shooting Star from a local Japanese music radio station at least twice, and all the guitar-based attacks with that distinct sound at three minutes in in this clip. My favorite character will always be Conti with his great mix of funny and cool moments. That's the, uh, the main robot, the red mm-hmm. robot that comes out of his head first. Mm-hmm. Who's your favorite? Mahalo, Chad. P.S. Every time I close my eyes, I wake up with an interdimensional gateway in my forehead that's affected by my emotions. Mm. P.P.S. If any of you need some manly eyebrows. And it is a link to a uh, seaweed snack that you can buy on Amazon for $40? That's a lot. For seaweed? That's a lot of seaweed. Oh, shit. Hang on. Is it a lot of seaweed? Sorry. What's the sound? What is it? It's coming right here, right here. Oh yeah, good sound. It's just a it's just a guitar being smashed into something, mm. and just a ton of reverb. Great sound, great music. Uh, I actually like the the third episode. I like the uh, girl whose parents are getting divorced. Yeah, I forget. Well, we should talk about it later. But I I don't think 
she's in much of the rest of the series, which sucks. Yeah, but I think she's a good character. I think she grounds the story too. I like which her too. I like. I also like the the slutty girl that likes fire. Oh yeah, she's great. She's great. The main girl. The I narrator. Only, I also only like Is she the narrator? Out-o. I think so, yeah. Okay. She opens a lot of the episodes talking about mm-hmm. the town. But let's talk about that later. Okay, fine. Jeez, he asked us about well, it. He, so oh, like, you have to answer Chad's question. Yeah. What was Chad's question? Who's our favorite character? Mark, pay oh. attention. Did you even read it? You read it out loud. <laughs> Mark just reads and he doesn't like he doesn't know what he read. <laughs> Jeez. My favorite character uh, <laughs> is the large cat, Mew Mew. Aww. I think. Um, I just can relate. Or used to be able to relate. Just watching <laughs> things, not participating. Mm. Uh, especially if there was romance around that age. I'd be in the same room and not part of any of it. Wow. Good stuff. All I right. also ate cat food. Oh. Cool. I'll read the next one. This one is from Anna. Howdy, JJB Pod. Sorry for the previous long emails. Now, just a quick question. No big deal. Which JoJo's characters would you want to be in a season of Terrace House? Would you want to be in a series, of, a season of Terrace House? P.S. I am not a cowboy. I am a cowgirl. P.P.S. I'm horny. Cool. Got it. Cowgirl. Yep. Sorry about that, Anna. Uh, Did we misgender her? Did we mess up? Yep. I don't know. Oh, okay. <laughs> I I don't know. I forgot. Wait, have you guys started watching Terrace House? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Nice, nice. We're three eps in. Did you start? Uh, Yeah, we're a couple eps in. Ooh, I think we're a little past you. <gasps> if you guys didn't know, uh, Terrace House is a Japanese reality TV show on Netflix. It's so good. That's very good. It feels a little bit more low-key and realistic than American or European, I guess, uh, reality shows. And uh, if you just, like, root for people to be in relationships and stuff, uh, it's good. I would want Yukako. <laughs> oh, yeah. She'd be great. Yukako? Yukako, that would just be Natsumi from uh, Boys and Girls in the City. Yeah, and I, I loved think. her. She had she that was, stank face. She was good. She was one of my favorite people ever on the she show. She was pissed and would just wreck shop. Yeah, that's how we showed you Tara's house. We just played you the episode. Yeah, where like she was like mean in a conversation and then someone was like smoothing everything out and being like, okay, yeah, so we just have different opinions and we don't need to. And then she was like, no, this is how real friends talk is you sort out your arguments. <laughs> I loved it. Like she just reignited the, the fire. <laughs> she was like, no, we're fucking talking. We're fighting about this right now. So yeah. me and Mary have started to track how we feel about all of the characters oh. in the season's episode we're, we're like writing it down oh that's great and what i've realized is that i love all the people who stir shit up mm. i get it though like i think um and you would. well i shouldn't talk about the season in case you haven't watched it but like i like the characters who like cause drama <laughs> yeah who talk about how many things they can focus on and that's like right that. yeah <laughs> um yeah you should go back on uh, jim and felix's uh, podcast because i think that's a cool take on it i've never been on it uh you weren't on it no i've never been invited jim and felix oh uh i'll have your people (laughs) you should sort out your people who is both me you should (laughs) you should sort out your issues on their podcast with them got it that's Um, right yeah you go on there and you talk about it and you stir shit up who 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 would be good on uh thank you for reminding me i was about to go right past it and onto the next email (sighs) i wouldn't want it to be someone too like evil because i wouldn't want to kill the other cast members because i i like i like all the people on the show it has to match in my opinion it has to match the terrace house flow meaning they have to be like they can't be too 
crazy and dramatic. I think they I, have to be like kind of normal. I right. think Josuke would be good for a few reasons. One, he uh, would just do well as like the nice guy who doesn't have a job or anything. And, and he like, would try to date too. I wish he would get involved, you know, and help out around the house. Mm-hmm. But if someone ate someone else's food, he could like reform it. He could just have a stand punch. Right. They'd have to like throw up actually. Hmm. Or it would bring the food out of them. He would bring the food out of them. Ooh, boy. I would like to see Jotaro in it because he's kind of like antisocial and like kind of a jerk. And I want to see what everybody says about him when he's not in the room. What the fuck is this guy's problem? (laughs) I can't imagine him in real. I can only imagine him as a. And I know we saw the movie, but I can only imagine him as a giant slab of a man. Yeah. Who like wouldn't fit in the house. Just a big box. (laughs) I think think he would just like mostly like sit and read about like jellyfish or whatever and starfish. Mm -hmm. And people would just be like, what is this guy's deal? They'd be like, hey, you totally ghosted this girl yeah. over here and he'd be like shut up <laughs> yeah and the girls would all like want to talk to him and be like i'm not interested pick up my hat <laughs> um who else maybe koichi koichi yeah koichi Ko- would put be koichi cool. and yukako in the house together yeah koichi would be good because uh he's just a little boy finding himself that is a very terrace house dynamic they have yeah. too like yeah. her pushing him to try harder yeah yeah, yeah, like, yeah, I don't yeah. Care. Which, yeah. as we discussed last week, is uh, women having to fix men. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> but a lot of y'all street women love having fixer-upper men. Yeah. Am I wrong? Well, I mean, it's hard to find a, a guy who has his shit together anyway. <laughs> so, it's like, <laughs> so it's like, all right, I guess this one is like good enough. We can build this one up. You know, That's like... Right. I'll, it's like yeah it's a fixer like you, you take a uh, like a, a shitty house or whatever and you're like all right we're well like it's it has good space it's like it has good bones like oh i can work with this i right. can like put a new <laughs> when whatever. you saw me you were like that's some good bones <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> take a sad boy and make him better is that a real song uh almost it's part of hey jude except it's a sad song ah. this mm-hmm. next email is from Salvador. Salvador. Hello, JGB Pod crew. It's Salvador, second listener from Kentucky. I don't even remember who the first listener from Kentucky is. We should Kentucky have a map and where, where we put, like, and on the map of the world, we just put, like, diff where everybody is. We yeah. should. <laughs> uh, I got a few questions. First, what is your top three JoJo openings? Here is a link of JoJo opening if you forgot. <laughs> Thank you. You know we forget. We don't watch JoJo's anymore. <laughs> My favorite is the second opening. That's the bloody stone, bloody stream one. Mm. Atsuku like a bloody stone. Dun, 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 dun. Second question. It's a good one. Jackie. Oh, God. Did you watch the Steven Universe movie? Not yet. Oh. Sorry. So then, no follow-up to that. Third question. I'll let you know when I do. What is your favorite Steven Universe song? Mine is Giant Women. Jackie? Uh, hold on. I don't know off the top of my head. I need to look up all the songs. Okay, th- while you do that. Also, if you do watch Mob Psycho, I would suggest episodes one, four, five. Also, since you guys are asking how King Crimson Power Works, okay. we were. Here's my best description. Casey Power Works by, um, well, because it's just JoJo. I still don't get it. Well, thanks, Salvador. P.S. Cut the fluff, Mark. Nope. What does this? What does this mean? Cut we the didn't fluff do that. mark. Uh, I think he asked you to do that last time because emails get long, and you just haven't been doing. I don't that. do that. <laughs> You're literally an editor, like in real life. I don't want to take my work home. <sighs> Fair enough. Mine is just the crazy. It's crazy, noisy, bizarre town. That's your favorite opening. Yeah, crazy, noisy, bizarre town is very good. Uh, I do still like the metal 
part three opening, Stand Proud, I think it is. And I like number one a lot. No one likes the first one, but I do. I like that James Bondy brass sound. Mark, which one's my favorite? But Fighting Gold is really good. Do you know Fighting Gold is good. You know? I, oh, Fighting Gold is my fa- fa- favorite, I think. Fighting Gold. Maybe. Bloody Stream? No. What? What's another one that's good? The first one's good. Uh, that's the one that starts. That's like starts like this. Okay, ready? Here we go. Ah, oh, shit! Someone did this fucking thing where they. Oh, this one's good. You like this one? I think so. This is one of my least favorite. I like anything that sounds epic. They all do. This part sounds. This is the best, right? What's the one that sounds like uh, disco? Oh, that might be. Oh, I like this. This is the second one. Oh, this is good. Yeah, the chorus is. Oh, this is a good one. Yeah, Bloody Stream is really good. And, oh, wait, I should have said Chase just to piss people off, but I do like Chase. Here's the, here's Crazy Noisy Bizarre Town, I believe. Yeah, that one's not my favorite. I know that. Crazy Noisy Bizarre? Mm-hmm. What about... You never forget your first. What oh, about... Oh, this is a good one, too. This one I don't care about. This one's good. Oh, right. The first part four is not Crazy Noisy Bizarre Town. This is... No, this is Great Days. Crazy Noisy Bizarre Town was... The one before where you just said, that's a good one, too. That was Crazy Noisy Bizarre Town. Oh. I don't like this. Oh, now I like this. Because it's English? Yeah. And then there's, of course. Anyway, in short, uh, it's hard to pick between, but uh, among our children, it's true. Yeah. So I, I guess I'd say, fighting gold, bloody stream, maybe chase. I don't know. Maybe the first one. Whichever one I said, I like the second one. I guess you like bloody stream. Yeah. Give me one. I don't know any of these songs. I've never heard them. All right, Jackie. What's up with Steven Universe? I don't know, man. I like. Sadie's fucking songs because she's in a weird band and stuff. I like anything about Garnet's, uh, like the, the Garnet's fusion, basically, because it's cute. Um, I like Greg, Greg's songs being in love with. Sorry, Steven Universe features a bunch of gems and then a character named Greg. <laughs> yeah, Greg is like a regular human dude who falls in love with this like goddess gem woman. Okay. Uh and that's Steven's dad. Okay. Yeah. Oh, also maybe the uh the the yellow diamond song maybe. I don't know. There's a lot of feelings there. Feelings. I like feelings. All right, I'm moving on to the next email. Sorry. This email is from Dario and it's called Hola, amiguinos. I don't know if that's how you say it. I'm just using Spanish pronunciation. Hello, JJB Pod crew. My name is Dario. I'm 18 years old. 
I started listening Hello. to this podcast last week, and now I'm almost caught up. Oh my god! I just need to. That's listen. so many. <laughs> I just need to listen to two more eps. You guys are one of the best podcasts that I've ever listened to, and oh I use god. your podcast as a way to practice my English. Please correct my spelling. We can't. It's perfect. Hugs and kisses from Brazil. P.S. I'm horny. P.P.S. It's lit. Reference from an older ep. Is it lit? I do not remember that. I don't remember that either. It is, however, lit. (laughs) Uh, Dario, this email is perfect. The only thing is, is, uh, you should say, and I use your podcast as a way to practice my English. But other than that, I don't see anything wrong with it at all. Yep. Me neither. So that's good. Good Good job, job. Dario. Thank you for saying really nice things about us. If I were 18 and didn't speak English natively, my email would suck ass. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty good. If you learn, if, if you're I tried learning... to write an email in Braz- in like Portuguese, I wouldn't be able to do it. So well, yeah. Well, maybe I could. I could, I could try. I could almost do it. I, I would just write it in Spanish and be like, "Here, figure it out." You write it in Spanish, <laughs> and then you draw like a bunch of tildes over ends and that little like beard under a C. Yeah. I wonder how skewed the English like his his diction is because of from listening to this podcast. It just sounds like he's from Jersey. Yeah. <laughs> and he's, he talks about being horny all the time. Yeah. <laughs> but that's fine. So this is what is this what Americans talk about? Mm-hmm. Yes. Jackie? Uh, what are we doing? Oh, uh, this email is from Google. Help us protect your security. Oh, no. Okay, just kidding. Uh, this next one is from uh, Joe Biden again. <laughs> from Joe B. <laughs> uh, day 347. Obama senpai complimented my hair today. Little does he know my secret. I also found a mysterious locket on the street today. I thought it was good luck until it, I cut my thumb trying to open the damn thing. Hope it doesn't get give me tetanus. I plan on clipping Trump Chan's nails tonight. Wish me luck. Good luck, Joe. Thank you, Joe. Winking smiley face. Uh, uh, I... I don't understand these, but I love them. I think, honestly, <laughs> yeah. there's at least two, two JoJo references in that email. Yes. Yep. I'm just saying. Okay. I, I, Holy fuck. That's fine, but... Uh, so this is a very, very, very long email from Eric, and I don't know if I want to read it all. Mm, this is a long email. God damn. This person... This could have been multiple emails spread throughout your life it's impressive though it's somehow wrapped back around but we we just can't read it all however uh, okay it's from eric hey there's... i do like the, the bold headers though this actually makes it easy to read it's but true we're not gonna read it out hey loud. there's sometimes related to jojo's bizarre <laughs> podcast crew it's Oof. been a good while and i've fallen a bit behind you don't have to read this one on the pod it's going to be all over the place with topics from the past month or so are there any that in particular we would like to address we should do bow because we talked about that last week yeah bow Wow. <laughs> Am I allowed to mention rival podcast? Bad start. What a beautiful podcast did a read through of the Bao manga a good while ago. The OVA leaves a lot, uh, leaves out a lot of Araki pseudoscience. They kind of have to, of course, to fit everything in one episode. The redstone on, of Aja on Bao's forehead is actually only its, its, is actually its only sensory organ. Don't know if you noticed, but some of the armor plating or whatever grows over one of his eyes. Bao doesn't yeah, need to see bit. because it locates via smell through that organ. It smells danger and evil or something. I don't really remember that well. There was also the whole struggle of blank's name. Oh, I forget his name too. It to had control, a, it had a you in it. Yeah. To control Bao and fight the parasite's instincts and actually protect the girl instead of just also melting her face too. <laughs> <laughs> in the end, I found the whole thing a bit boring, to be honest. Jojo later did a lot of the what? same things better, IMO. The OVA for sure doesn't feel like it drags as much at points, at least. No, it was like... 
super, super fast. Let me see if there's anything else. Uh, we can do the Sailor Moon one. Okay, the Sailor Moon part. In third or fourth grade, I would just have the TV running in the background while doing homework. Sailor Moon was also part of the anime block, and I actually enjoyed it quite a bit. Crystal has a way more serious tone from what little I remember. Is that true, Jackie? Uh, uh, yeah, I guess. Sure. It's, it feels more childish, but a different kind of childish. And the rest of the scouts get super sidelined. Was it always like that? After their introduction, they accomplish almost nothing. Everyone gets to do an ineffective attack, and then Usagi has to come and one-shot the enemy. And if they get to talk, they only have one line, and they have to speak in order for it. Um, Oh, in order for it. Poor girls. The focus just seems to be Usagi in a romance with way older dudes. (laughs) I just couldn't get into that as much. Sorry, Crystal slash original manga. I don't know. I'm not getting that from Crystal, but I I haven't finished Crystal, and I, I... I don't know. I have to like go back. I want to go back and marathon it. Um, All right. I think I'll just skip the rest. Mm-hmm. Uh, also suggest having some animals as an episode. Oh, having some animals as a, sorry. Our dog sadly passed away last year, but that makes it even more topical to Jojo's right. Ouch. Oh, yeah. Wait, how did your <laughs> dog die? <laughs> what did you do? And then half a year later, we picked up a stray cat. She isn't nearly as sweet though. Still Typical. guess you get a picture of her too. There's even a bonus turtle. So many animals. P.S. <laughs> I heard you liked having King Crimson explained to you. Mm. It's my fetish. But this is a this is way too long again as it is. Maybe next time. <laughs> Cheers, Eric. He was going to add an extra section about King. Well, you know, we would have read that one. Um, Here's a good boy. That's very, a good dog. It looks like picture. a black German Shepherd almost. Aww. And there's a cat and a turtle together. Aww. And the cat looks like, what the fuck is this? Because <laughs> yeah. the cat has their paw on the turtle. <laughs> I love that. That's cute. I feel like cats would be weirded out by turtles. And that's all the emails. All right. We only Yay. clocked in at three hours. If uh, you want to write an email to us, Mark, I don't know the email. It's jojosbizarrepod at gmail.com. You can also leave comments on the SoundCloud, and we might remember to read them. It's you can also tweet to us. SoundCloud.com slash jjbpod. Our Twitter handle is jjbpod. Pretty much everything is except the uh, Gmail which is Jojo's Bizarre Pod at gmail.com. Let's take a quick break and then talk about Flickery. Okay, we are back from our four hour nap. You're still you're still there though. Me? No, the listeners. Yeah. They, they haven't gone anywhere. They, they sat and waited. I, I did not edit this. Also, neither did we. There was probably no gap in between us reading I don't even know what we're talking we about anymore. Any mayor? Any mayor? We watched Foley Coley this week, and uh, F L C L Foley Cooley Furikuri. It's written all those different ways. It doesn't technically mean anything. Uh, that has been debated. I'm sure that was intentional that people would debate it. Uh, it is an, technically it was an OVA, an original video animation, meaning it went straight uh, to DVD. Uh, which again, in American terms, that sounds like a failure. Uh, but no, that's, that can be a good thing. It means that it wasn't aired on TV. They're less restricted in a lot of ways, and they can sometimes put more money into something because it's only six episodes. It's probably like one of the most popular anime in America of all time anyway. So FLCL uh, had a cult following. It was not considered like a big hit, but mm-hmm. it, yeah, it somehow was more successful in America than in Japan, at least proportionally. Um, certainly there's probably a lot more anime watchers in Japan. True. Uh, per capita 
So that's actually, and that's part of why they just did the two extra series or the two extra seasons directly with Cartoon Network mm. is because they knew there was so much of a cult following in the United States. Uh, it is written and directed uh, by two men that worked on Evangelion. Mm. You can see that. And it's by the same studio. It's by Gainax. Mm. And so, one, yeah, one of them is the protege of Hideaki Anno, the very uh, depressed man who came up with Evangelion. Uh, and he later, this guy, I can't remember who is who and what their names are, sorry, uh, went on to direct some of the rebuild of Evangelion movies. Uh, the other one wrote some of the Evangelion manga. So they're very much uh, integral uh, creators for the Evangelion universe. Also one of the most popular anime ever in America. Well, for sure, and anywhere. Um, Do they have uh, any connections to JoJo at all? Uh, maybe, but not not... Not in a headline kind of way, because I didn't see that. Mm. Um, I also just sort of looked all this up uh, during commercials for smoothies as we watched this on Hulu, and I had to learn about Simply Smoothies made from real fruit. They seem good. I want it. I want it. They seem good. How real can they be if they're in preservative containers for, you know, months? Listen, you have to, when you're you're eating stuff, you got to sacrifice, like, you know, do you pick something that's healthy? Do you pick something that's fast? Healthy, fast, good, pick two, not three. I want fast. Mm. I'm, I don't want to spend time. That's why we order we order out so much, because I just want the food in front of me. Yeah, I don't, we're supposed to go I don't care how it got there. We're supposed to go grocery shopping today, and I am not sure it's going to happen. Why not? Me too. Oh, okay. I didn't think you'd be into it. I was getting sleepy. I'm also sleepy. Miles is coming. Don't worry. Uh... uh okay. <laughs> Me and Miles will just go grocery shopping without you. I actually really like grocery shopping. I do too, but when I'm like at home and tired, I'm like, I can't do this. Mm. I can't do this. It's going to be on my tombstone. Mm. Um, it just says in parentheses under it, he really couldn't. <laughs> uh, so yeah, FLCL for us, it, yeah, it came out 2003. I think in Japan it was 2001 or 2002. So pretty much right after it aired on, was it Adult Swim? Yeah. So it actually oddly was aired on Did TV it, for us. I don't know if I watched it on TV. I'm pretty sure I got... Like, I watched all of anime, like, you or somebody else gave me a yeah. burn DVD. Or that were, like, my, 40 megabyte episodes yeah, that you could barely tell what the fuck was happening. That's what I did. And I was happy with that. Yeah. And now, I'd still probably be happy with it. Um, yeah, although I have to say, watching this, I don't know if they've ever updated the translations. And I understand that it was a challenge, but I kind of think some of the translations made this harder to understand. Yeah, I feel like I got better translations, like the janky ones from the past. Well, because uh, a lot of them are fan. fan ones. And fans will, because you're watching digitally, you can pause at any moment and they'll put up these translator notes, which for the average listener who isn't a weeaboo is like, what is all this blue and pink text? But for us who are interested in the details, we can stop and go, oh, that's the pun they're making. Uh, is yeah. weeaboo a slur? Uh, yeah, for uh. bad people <laughs> like me. Um, people reclaim it. People reclaim it. Yeah. I mean, it's a nonsense term. It was never really. I was joking anyway. It was never directly connected to Wapanese. It just became that way because of a 4chan filter. I prefer weeb. That's just short for weeaboo. But I prefer weeb. It sounds nicer to say weeb. Weeaboo. Weeaboo. Sorry. If you don't like Perry Bible Fellowship, you're uh, bad. Uh, And that's where weeaboo is from. Nobody tweeted me to ask for that sick animation video I talked about last week. Yeah, I think we we didn't didn't really sell it that well. (laughs) Um, Yeah, and for Miles and I personally, this is a pretty nostalgic anime. It's probably one of the first ones that we've seen. 
I think I tried to rewatch it recently, and you were over, but this we both got too hours, sleepy. A few hours ago. No, no, no. This was like me. Like I, I lived in our town, this town where you guys live right. still. I think I was living alone still, so it must have been like a couple years ago. Yeah. But we both got too sleepy, uh, and we had sex instead. Wait, no, we didn't. I mean, you went home. Um, Yeah, and this also has like a a pretty tight connection to our friend that passed away a few years ago. Oh, really? Uh, That is definitely where I saw it. Um, It might have been, yeah, And he really liked it, and I remember seeing the cigarette burning that says, never knows best Mm -hmm. on it. Definitely, that was like his Facebook page. That's true. Or something. And he really liked the pillows. Yes. Because they're good. They're good, man. Band formed in 1989. How are they related they have to this? 22 albums. They did the soundtrack. Okay. Yeah. They, uh, they're on Spotify now. I, I love that one track. We didn't, we didn't hear it here. I don't know if it shows up in the series, but it's on one of the soundtracks called Pink Dinosaur. Mm. It just starts with chords and it has like a really nice like reverb uh, pedal going. They're a good, good band. But yeah, so there was some nostalgia here. I don't know how I got into this. I don't know when and how I first saw it, but I know I've seen it a couple of times, and every time really? I was like, "Why?" But I, I had it. So I had the torrent or something, and mm. I tried. Like I watched it, and I was like, "I don't get it." And then I tried rewatching it, and I was like, "Still cool." Still don't know if I get it. I still don't get it. And now I'm trying to see I if still, as an adult, I kind of get it. Because I think the last time I saw it, I was a teenager. So that was a long time ago, man. That was like 15 years ago. <laughs> so, yeah, it's been a while. <laughs> now I'm an adult. Let's see if I get it. Yeah. I, I honestly do believe what I said last week, which is just that the beginning of it, yeah, there's they're planting some seeds, but it's mostly just like random shit. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, uh, we have to plot now. Yeah. Mm. Um, but and we only watch the beginning. I do also think there's a lot of stuff uh, lost in translation. And most of that is probably puns and jokes and stuff. Like there's this one scene in, the, in the, I think the first episode where it's... Uh, Haruko and Mamimi in like a trailer in a bus and they're talking about the scene as other actors and they're being like oh yeah this scene was really hard to do and they're like fanning themselves like it's hot in there yeah Mm -hmm. and Takun Takun says something like you were moving that slowly and that's just an awful translation like because whatever that joke is supposed to be is completely gone Mm -hmm. I don't know if it's supposed to be like you guys are this relaxed about it you know that kind of thing Mm -hmm. yeah like because that is a Japanese phrase take it slow that kind of thing um you could eat each day i think um but i i do wonder if there's plot stuff that we're that we're kind of missing mm-hmm. there's there's a lot of i mean look it, there, the way that it's related to eva does kind of help i think in that there's a lot of themes that are buried here it's about male adolescence and puberty mm. growing up mm. it's not as much well it kind of is like eva to me like i'm rewatching that now and it's so much about your relationship with your parents yeah and this doesn't seem as much about that it's more about like specifically like growing up regardless of i think there's something about his relationship with his brother there though yeah, yeah for, sure. for sure that's a big thing and like he, it's like kind of like he sees his brother and other people or he looks for his brother and other people yeah it's about like role models too kind yeah. of um just being yeah being a younger brother a younger kid yeah, and, like, who is your model for adulthood? Like, none of these kids have good models for adulthood, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Not many people do, really. I don't, I don't know. Do most people have, like, a good role model? I don't know about don't know. most people. I, there's definitely a lot I took from my parents. I think my dad oh, you're is... you're both older siblings. My dad's a pretty yeah. good person. I like my dad. I like your dad. Yeah. My dad's a, cool. good, a good person. Very selfless. Yeah. Um, 
Very do the right thing. Very noble. Very I noble. really learned a lot from my brother in terms of media, what I like and how I consume it. As far as like just personhood, I don't know that I really gleaned that much. Uh, I mean, he's been great. Uh, what as do you mean the last, personhood? Just like being a good person or like morals or whatever. Like there are definitely certain ways of talking that I picked up and then tried to drop um mm. i definitely also got some from my dad we share that but i don't know i don't feel like my brother was a role model i do feel like i got that more from my parents yeah my parents are a good uh i don't know i learned completely opposite things from both of them and i feel like it yeah. kind of balanced me out because my dad is very selfless and my mom is very selfish so like from my mom i learned to like look out for myself and from my dad i learned to like be good to other people kind of you know yeah i feel and that so it balances it balances out <laughs> my parents are, are also very different um in, in pretty much in almost the same way i wouldn't but my mom does have this thing that she's like occasionally she's like you have to give to charity She's like, you have to volunteer. You just have to. But she is the person type of person who will not like intellectualize that, mm. you know, and explain why or whatever. Like you just have to. It's just like you have to. It's yeah. like it's why you say please and thank you and respect your elders mm-hmm. or whatever. It's just what you're supposed and to. And so do. like that's kind of cool. But I of course had to be like, but here's why. Mm-hmm. Um, I get that though, because there's some like some values that you get that it you get you got it from somewhere. Like maybe it was religion, maybe it was like some old fashioned person who like instilled this into you, but you never really learned like why. You just yeah. you're just like this is the right thing to do. Maybe you it's know? just anime. Yeah. <laughs> maybe my mom watched anime. You maybe. know, maybe she was watching Saint Seiya or something with one of the best theme songs of all time. I'm not familiar with that show. Pegasus Fantasy. Okay. Pegasus fantasy. Dun, 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 dun. Anyway, we got real serious right there. Uh, I think the other thing that Furry Curry shares with Eva is like the monster design reminds yeah. me a lot of the angels, especially the the last, the third episode we watched with the spidery thing with the eye. Like that felt very angely to me. Mm. Uh, yeah, and the sound effects they make when they come up and they grab something. Yeah. It's like that, like sound i don't know if that's common to the genre there are some things that reminded me of jojo's um yeah so she so um our vespa woman is is, keeps saying that she's an alien kind of reminded me of mikitaka yeah (laughs) yeah just to quickly explain like like, she seems mostly she seems normal i mean she seems normal she seems like a human yes but she is also like that sort of random component mixture like Jojo in that she has a guitar mm-hmm. yeah. and just rides a Vespa that she will crash every time she shows up anywhere. She is horrible. She's not a nice person. She's not a good person. Well, I think she has ulterior motives that she just refuses to explain. Yeah. Um, I remember it, feeling more strongly about her. Did we mention that we watched the first three episodes, by the way? Oh, I yeah, think we, we did. We only watched the first okay, three episodes. Okay, okay. Uh, I think I had a more strong negative reaction to her when I first watched it, and now I'm just like, what a cool person. <laughs> oh, I had the opposite. I think I thought that she was really cool when I first saw it. I was like, look at this cool lady. And now I'm like, oh, she's a villain. <laughs> yeah, I, but I, I don't same, know. At the same time, I think that there's like there's like two two different things going on. Like there's the perspective that we get is from like this clueless kid that like doesn't really know what's right. happening. Right, and she's like ruined, like upended his life. But I, mean, I think that if this was from their perspective, Per, from her perspective and from like the more like the robots perspective and stuff it would be a different kind of yeah i think angle. she's she's metaphorically or 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 whatever the opposite of that is uh she's like bringing him into adulthood she's pushing him in that direction in a way that his father really isn't 
I think. And uh, in a sort of like straight gender binary world, the way that some women do for men, I think. Which is what? I don't understand. Just sort of like making them more mature. Mm. Yeah. And I think Samaji Mamimi is also playing that role in his life. Or, well, not really. But more as an adolescent, not an adult. Yeah. Specifically. Uh, which also, that, that whole thing is weird when you look up their ages, by the way, and it's, it's 17, 12. 17, mm-hmm. uh, Mommy Me, 12. I uh, think it's supposed to be no, inappropriate. It, it is. It is inappropriate. That's true. Um, but, like, yeah, she's also, like, trying to replace Nato's older brother. Yeah, but she's... Mm-hmm. Neither of them are necessarily doing it for Takun's own good. Mm-hmm. But um, it feels more like, uh, like Mommy Me just needs somebody to lean on and is going to use this kid. She feels like a realistic character in that way. Yeah. yeah, yeah, she seems real. I feel like I knew when I was a teenager, I feel like I knew girls that were kind of like that. Not mm-hmm. specifically, you know, like hanging on to a younger brother because the older one's gone. But, you know, we were all kind of shitty people like you as want, teenagers. You want attention from somebody to replace something that you don't have yes. from someone else. Yeah, I think so. Mm-hmm. She is, is she like homeless? Is that her deal? There's a lot of things I still don't get. She might not have a good home life, so mm-hmm. she hangs out. Like under a bridge and stuff? Yeah, playing with a cat that is fucking hilarious. Mm-hmm. Uh, by the way, she's... I, I always remember this about this show. They draw lips really weird. Yeah, they in do. In this show. And it's good because it does allow for more realistic human like facial expressions, but it is also kind of unnerving. My favorite thing about this anime is... Like the animation, like it's it like completely oh, takes yeah. advantage of the form. Like yeah. it's so it's, cartoony. It's so like there's so yeah, there's so much about it that's like they pour the budget into it, and there's like CGI. But like when it's supposed to be cartoony, it is cartoony. Yeah, and it's like and it's so fun just to look at. Yeah, you'll yeah. see like super smooth three D things, like when Haruko first hits Takun with her Vespa. And they do that 360 shot of Mommy Me like screaming, and she looks like a fucking Azumanga character. Damn, we got to put that on the list. I think I think mm-hmm. Miles would like Azumanga. Yeah, um, I've never seen it. I know. And then they also do stuff that's like a character is like shaking their hands around, and it's not at all smooth animation. It's just like different shaped hands every yeah. frame. And uh, it, there's in this last episode, there's a big fight outside. There's a big scuffle, and there's just literal black and white photos of someone's face. Mm-hmm. pasted into the scuffle yeah <laughs> so there's like fists coming out of a cloud and like feet coming out of a cloud like ah cartoon fight and then just a picture of who knows probably a staff member but i feel like the plot is like that too that they just like threw all these elements like yeah. of animation of like music of like drawing yeah. styles like they just threw it at, and mixed it all together and it's and it's just like they just try to have fun with it. I like that it breaks the fourth wall a lot like they're it's almost like they're aware that they're in an it anime does it, it does it enough yeah it doesn't it doesn't do it too much like they make a yeah. reference to the writer when the dad is talking and then he's like now people buy initial d and other you know <laughs> fake oh, yeah. it almost sounds real. like they're talking about like this anime is this way because of or this manga whatever is because that's what's popular now or whatever yeah and then like and then, we're taking influence from this and this oh well it sounded to me more like it was uh, a joke like the Eva writer, the manga writer was mm-hmm. like being uh, crotchety and like yeah. bitter about people uh, reading other comics. Mm. And so he was doing like a self insert, but mm. I, we don't really know. We don't have that cultural context. My yeah. coworker recently went, she posted on Instagram that she went to a bubble tea place in Brooklyn called initial T. And I was like, is that an initial D reference? She was like, I don't know. And I was like, <laughs> like I mean, I mean, uh, <laughs> I'm going to go, go uh, down to great tea Onizuka. 
Um, I don't get GTO. it. GTO. I don't get it. I, I referenced it like two weeks ago. I still don't get it. Oh we'll go back and listen to the podcast. Uh, so another maybe JoJo's parallel. So so if if robots coming out of your face are like your stands, uh, then Which getting they are. then getting hit with a guitar is uh, the arrow. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> no, you're right. Yes, yeah, some kind of combat uh, yeah. stimulates your punch ghost <laughs> to pop out. I didn't even think about yep, that. Yep, 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 yep. Makes you think. Really makes you think. They're both very musicy. Yeah. Themed shows. This one even even more so though I think because it isn't just a score it's like a band with like vocals and it's like a recognizable mm-hmm. style and, it, and it's like synced to the anime so much it's almost like the whole thing is almost like a a video like a pillows music video yeah it's it's one of those things where at least so f- it's it feels like style over substance and I think so far at least ratio wise it is but then there are some moments of emotional depth that are real feel really realistic it's a it's a little deeper than bow it's a little bit deeper than bow i don't know i cried during bow because i really felt what the characters were feeling <laughs> No, that was just your face melting no i shoot hairs off my head at people god bow is so good i'm gonna put it on at work i'm gonna during lunch i'm like i hope you guys don't mind seeing faces melt while yeah. you eat a burrito but that's what's happening. There's not enough bow on Jiffy, by the way. Uh, if you're Jiffy, uh, put more bow up. You got to do it, isn't it? User generated. Uh, if you're anyone, please put up more bow gifs because I don't want to do it. Uh, I I started taking notes like beat by beat on episode one, and then I was like, I don't know. Uh, You've all seen it. I love the pillow song, the intro that starts playing when uh, we first see Haruko on the Vespa, and it's that like doom 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 yeah. doom doom. I love that intro. Uh, when she hits him, by the way, and then keeps calling him Taro, that joke, and this is one of those oh, yeah, ones... What does Taro mean? I learned that from fan translations. Taro is a name they use as like a generic boy's name. Uh, like if you don't know a boy's name or you're saying like, and then this... Like, ful- like Fulano? Like Fulano or Fulanito or like if you were saying um, John Doe kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Not that I think detectives say Taro or whatever, but it's like, it just means like they're a generic thing. Or so-and-so. Yeah, so and so. I honestly, I shouldn't keep saying yes. I don't really know. I just know that it's a generic Japanese boy's name. Yeah. And so uh, there's just a few jokes. So it's about like that. if she was like, "Oh, John over here," like that's not, that's not right. That's but, not his name. But then John <laughs> is kind of close to the kid's real name, and you know, because of like yeah. Taro and Takunauta. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I uh, so I I don't know how I feel about I don't know it like didn't feel. I mean, I like it. Like, there were parts of it that felt real and parts of it that really didn't feel real. But, like, I, the adults in his life suck. And it's also kind of weird. Like, everybody's acting like robots are normal. Like, having a robot living in your house is well, normal. Well, that might be part of the metaphor is that everyone just kind of trusts, like, the kid thinks his life is, like, super, like, things are going horribly wrong. Yeah. And that all these he, things are crashing down on the, him. But they're just like, it's fine. The kid keeps repeating throughout the episodes uh, that nothing interesting happens in this town. But like, yeah, only... mommy, mommy, me says that. Yeah. Oh, is oh, is that who's okay? That's the voice. Yeah, I can't tell the difference of between the voices. Um, and also, uh, why like they hire this woman to be a housekeeper, and then to she... be a tech who's sad. We don't know. We and don't then know and then she lives in his room. So this That's show weird. does what what a lot of anime does or used to, which is that this boy who is uh for good reason, sexually inexperienced, is just surrounded by women mm. who are throwing themselves at him. In the first episode, 
an older girl like makes out on him and he's like, I don't I don't really yeah. like it. I wrote down, is he ace too? <laughs> and then and then a adult does CPR on him yeah. and kisses him. And then later we have a girl his own age who's like, I got us together in the play and like touches his yeah. hand and stuff. And I mean He's like, I don't understand. Maybe this. he's a smoking hot twelve year old. I don't I yeah. don't know. Um just kidding. Um, oh, all these horny ladies. But yeah, that's that's the thing where it's like... And now, again, when I was that age, it made more sense. And then immediately when I got older, I was like, fucking do it, dude. <laughs> Make your move, dude. What are you doing? Yeah. But like part... You're nervous and you're like, I don't know what to do. Of course. Yeah. Course. Right. And I think like part of the metaphor of the stuff king coming out of his head is like the uncontrolled like libido right it's his mm. or rage it's it's like right feelings your, your demons male feelings which is also what i feel like jojo's is about i feel like jojo's is about male feelings a lot too. but those are male feelings towards your male friends <laughs> yeah that, yeah so uh, and lovers coolie coolie is way more straight yes yeah than jojo's is that's Although, a difference there's like a weird and I, again i think it's just like catering towards horny young men isn't there some kind of lesbian thing in there doesn't one of the girls say something like oh you did this before i got there or something i, I can't remember what it was but there's something implies that, that two of the female characters one of them's into the other one or something like that but it just felt like a throwaway joke i didn't catch it um i wrote that three times nauta takun runs up to mommy me like he meets her on the bridge and he looks angry mm-hmm. and it's like i don't know is he about to run up to her and be like hey, fuck you, like, stop, like, getting close to me just because you miss my brother or whatever. But he just runs up to her, and then she's like, oh, hey, it's you. And then that's, then they just hang out. Yeah, it seems like he's often at a loss for words. Yeah. Um, he's still growing up, man. That's the whole point. Yeah, and, and that's what I was saying about, like, you know, you feel like your world is ending and these crazy new things are happening to you, like, mm. but everyone else is like, no, that's that's completely normal. It's not a big deal. And you're like, but it's a robot. And they're like, mm. yeah, dude, you're horny. It's fine. I like that, Mark. I think that's accurate. Thank you. I don't, maybe I don't, I can't relate to this stuff as much. Hmm. Yeah. I, I, again, I really do feel like this, it's very male oriented. Mm. I think the third episode we watched is one of my favorites of the six. Mm -hmm. Um, That's the one for, if you don't remember where it, it revolves around the mayor's daughter slash the class president whose parents are maybe going through a divorce. They are, they are. Because I think he's fucking his secretary. But they don't get divorced in the end, they say. Um, But like, I just like her as a character. I think she's really great. I think I talked about this already. She's a really great character who's like also going through something. um, But like, yeah, you're right. You're right. They had a little bit of that for her. Yeah. And she's like, she's coping with it by like, like trying to kind of forcing herself to be as adult as possible. Mm -hmm. Yeah. but yeah. I just think she's really cool, and I love the way Nauta looks in that episode. I, like Beanie Nauta is is the is my favorite Nauta. Mm. Is that is it? That's after he has the bucket hat. That's yeah, when he's, I also, the bucket hat I, I don't love. The bucket hat is number two for me. That's I a love very the Japanese hat. thing. That that silly bucket hat. Bucket hats are back, baby. Um, <laughs> but yeah. he looks so cool. Like he looks like such a um, like a punk, basically. Yeah. And I think that's why it resonated in the U.S. so much. I think its aesthetics uh, are just really cool. Yeah. Um, in in maybe a Western way? I don't know. What am I talking about? <laughs> um, but yeah, like that's the thing too is is episode three, it features a kid whose parents are having a rocky time, a rocky relationship, and it feels realistic. 
you know, just the way that right. like this girlfriend, secretary, whatever, is just like putting her makeup on and she's like, yeah, I noticed you've changed clothes. Mm-hmm. And the woman is just like completely ignorant of what the girl is going through. Yeah. Um, but so. like, yeah, I, I think maybe adults don't realize how much kids notice like when yeah. stuff like that or is Or how happening. much it affects them. We're probably not the best people to talk about this because of all, all of our parents are still together. Yeah, mm. but I... Seen, I've I've had moments when I was a kid where I was like, I don't know if y'all should do this anymore. Oh. <laughs> not not like not in a serious way, really. But I was just I look at them and I'm like, how are these two people together? Like, mm. why did they do this? Mm. My parents also got married after dating for six months, I think. Wow. Because they were about to move uh, in different directions, like geographically. My parents got married when they were like twelve and seventeen, twenty-one or something. Yeah. Dang. Yeah. If you married me when I like was like twenty, I think my mom was twenty and my dad was twenty-one. Yeah, they were young. If if we got married back then, I would look at you now and be like, "Why did you trust yeah, me? That's Why the thing. did you do that?" We're we we've been we got married like two years ago, three years ago, but we're uh, we've been together since high school. So yep, runs in my family, I guess. What? <laughs> I don't know. Sort of. <laughs> uh, just uh, just giving up early. <laughs> Just like, all right, I got one. Good nope, enough. No problems here. This is fine. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll fix it up. I appreciate that sacrifice. Um, yeah. So uh, I, I also, one thing, a connection I found to Evangelion is there's a sequence, maybe once or twice, but one especially where it's two dialogue tracks overlapping and a bunch of text on screen yeah. with different images going on. And it's great, and that is a style that I appreciate, but not natively speaking Japanese. It's very hard. It's really hard. And like, I, you have to read the things on screen, which yeah. you cannot because it's not in the same language. There are two people talking once, so you have to read three things at once. So it just doesn't translate that well, but I get the what they're trying to do. Yeah, and because it, it, to me, that makes sense just when you're stormed by a lot of thoughts or you have a lot of things going on in your life at once, especially when I was a teenager. Um I felt that, you know, it just, it made sense to me. All these things rushing through your head. Yeah. Which is uh, not a tattoo reference. This is an excellent, uh, like growing up story. Yeah. Even though I did find this time around that a lot of the humor, uh, just didn't work as much on me as well. I don't know. Maybe because I've seen it before. I was but. still chuckling a little bit. Like the, the dad yeah. going, ha, 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 ha. Yeah. I mean, it's still great. That's been an inside joke of ours for the last... I don't know, fucking 14 years or whatever the fuck it is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, by the way. Yeah. In that manga scene, they are pretty close to telling us what furikuri means or almost are. Uh, at least that's like the sexual spin on it. So the one thing that's like sort of clear is, I don't know if they ever explicitly say this, but there's like a joke in Japanese where you say um, chest, you say nut and squirrel, which is kuri to risu, uh, kuri being chestnut and risu being squirrel. But if you say kuri to risu, uh, it's just clitoris. Oh. That's like a sexual pun. Um, it's also, that pun is featured in, what's that anime where it's a hamster... And it's really pervy and sexual. Oh, Hamtaro? I was going to say Hamtaro, but not, not that one. Hamster anime. It's like Ham Ham something. You're going to get Hamtaro. It's like a office lady. Oruchiban Ebichu. Ebichu. Okay. Yeah. There's something. That's where I first heard of that that pun. So I googled Hamtaro and Hamtaro came up. Does that help you? 
<laughs> Great. <laughs> is it just a... Uh, never mind. Is it part of the female anatomy? Is that no, what you no, see? No, no, no. It's a little so is that, hamster. Is that where foodie cootie comes from? Foodie? No, but it's just like a cootie mm. joke, and some people online have theorized that that is part of the joke. Is cootie being an abbreviation for something sexual? But the, the grandpa says cootie cootie a lot, and he's sort of like kneading like an invisible maybe breast or ass or something mm. on the table. So I think just like his dad and grandpa are horny as hell. Uh, I love the way the dad looks. <laughs> is this guitar is this guitar lady just like puberty? Is that what she is? Is she just like a personification of pu- puberty? Maybe, but she does also feel like an actual older woman. Mm-hmm. But I can see that. Yeah. Yeah. Do you guys get it? No. I get it. I don't. I don't know that I get it. Like, I'm very interested to watch the rest of it to see how a- I After it hearing resolves. you guys, I feel like I would get it more if I was ever a boy, but I was never a boy. Mm. Sorry. That's okay. I, uh, fucking... It's a lot about horniness. Yeah. I can Which is appropriate that. for this podcast. <laughs> That's right. Yes, it's on theme. Every time I close my eyes, a <laughs> robot jumps out of my forehead and I feel horny or something. Um... What was I going to say? Yeah, the thing is, Miles, you said you've rewatched it. I have only seen this straight through maybe once. For some reason, what happens, I think, every time I watch it is I enjoy the first two episodes, and I'm like, there's no plot, and then they jump into it in the second half, and I just get lost. Mm. Um, and again, that's the thing is, it is a nice, it's a visual feast. There's these nice emotional moments in these early episodes, but it really is taking its time to get going in a plot way. We should have had Vin on. This is like his favorite show. Well, you guys, you want to do the second half at some point, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, we could get Vin on. Yeah. Who? <laughs> uh, there's just, there's some animals drawn that I just, I fucking love that black cat in the second episode that just Tacoon? jumps. No, no, just the actual black, is that what she calls it? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. The cat just like, it just like spazzes out all over the place and then she catches it. And there is one part where it's the dad in the garage talking about his zine. And in the background is the grandpa and a dog next to him. Did you, yeah, did and you see that dog? the dog is just dog? very poorly drawn. It's, <laughs> yeah, like these guys, whoever drew this, they're, they're just extremely talented. They can draw in so many different styles yeah. and so many different effects. I don't know if that's like a staff effort on, on Gynax or what it is, but it, it's great. Um, it's great. Great but, job, Gynax. By the way, after reading a bit more into this, I don't want to see the other FLCL seasons. Wait, why? So they're not by Gynax. <gasps> they're by Studio IG, I think, or something like that. And uh, they asked the creator, like, hey, we want to do more FLCO with this American Cartoon Network. And he was like, I don't want to. He was like, I did everything I wanted to do with FLCL. Uh, and yeah, then, it's not like a thing like Evo where they ran out of money and it clearly wasn't up to their vision. Right. Like, this seems like a complete story. And then... Um, the studio was able to move forward with it because they bought the rights from Gynax or they somehow owned the rights. Uh, but I do think this guy was involved as a, I don't know, some title that feels pretty far removed, like like a producer or a coordinator, something. Like not a direct, you know, writer or director for um, FLCL Alternative and FLCL Progressive, I think it's called. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're just too darn long. We got other anime to watch. We got places. We got to watch Mob Psycho. You know, we got to watch bloom into you and your lion april and no game no life and uh some karakuri circus the sopranos terrace house correct correct friends seinfeld 
I've seen those. Oh, yeah? What are they like? They're good. They're both... Like, I get why they're popular. Because they're all white? Is that what you were going to say? Were you going to levy that criticism? That's why I like it. Oh, my God. Uh, Don't say that. Miles, I wish they could see you. Why? No reason. <laughs> um, I did fall asleep a little bit in the middle, but I think that's just because I was tired. We're tired babies. I did not like... It was clever, but I did not like that shot where... Um, Nauta gets ejected from from uh, Conti, Conti. And he turns into poop. He looks like shit when I, he comes I out. I liked it. That's that, gross. Uh, also, I don't know. You couldn't relate to that? I couldn't relate. Poop jokes also are are very much uh, a theme in JoJo. Maybe we can just talk about, have an episode about oh, <laughs> we shit don't, jokes. No, no, we don't need to in do JoJo's. that. We shouldn't do that. <laughs> just talk about all of the piss and shit moments. That'll be y'all and I won't edit it because I don't want to hear it. <laughs> We'll just upload the Great. raw audio and I'll go not me on it. Um, <laughs> um, we'll just that'll be when Miles and I take over the podcast. Uh, what is it? I always loved when uh, Little Busters by the Pillow starts playing. Yeah, it feels good. I wish that happened in great. real life where it would just kick in. Is, is it? It's definitely better than the ba 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 da ba ba da ba from uh, JoJo's. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. But I do no, love no. the cleverness of the JoJo character when that happens. But when the yeah. cannon just swings around in that way, and you're just like, everything's gonna be fine. And the animation arc of it is great because it feels like elastic almost the way like yeah. it slowly starts and then it whips around into mm-hmm. place uh oh gives you goosebumps makes you feel good by the way in episode three when uh takun is like refusing to go to, to rehearsal mm-hmm. and nina mori is like you have to go or whatever and he's refusing i just said to myself get in the fucking school play shinji because uh, <laughs> it was another eva parallel is just a young Japanese boy being like, I'm not going to do this. And everyone being like, you have to do this. It's true. Growing up, it's tough. Uh, oh, the secretary that is, I guess, banging Nina Mori's dad, the mayor. She, her voice was very familiar to me. Did you guys feel a familiarity with her voice? No. no. Oh, I'm surprised. It's uh, Ritsuko from Eva. Oh, yeah. older ladies. I thought it was Misato at first. And then I remembered that's not why it's familiar. By the way, in my research, way off topic here. Jackie, did you know that Misato from Eva is the voice of Sailor Moon? No way. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Huh. Now I'm going to double check because I'm scared. But which, which Sailor Moon? I think just uh, Usagi. No, I know, but like Crystal or the original. Oh, great question. Great question. Kotono Mitsushi. It just says Sailor Moon. I bet this is a show that people get like mm-hmm. tattoos of. FLCL? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Are you looking to look up FLCL tattoos? That's what I'm doing. Oh, nice. I'm seeing if they exist. This might be, like, for people that are, like, like, they like cult classic things, like, you like, you like films that are weird and stuff, like, this might be, like, a way to get that person into anime. Like, start them with this. Yeah. It's a little bit like Cowboy Bebop, too. Yeah, Cowboy Bebop. It doesn't feel super Japanese. Right. It's, well... It's mm, just stylistically... It's very stylish. Extremely cool. Yeah. Um... And I have to say, for anybody listening who hasn't seen it, I would recommend it. Um, I, again, there were some moments where I was like, this is a lot of style over substance, but it's hard not to marvel at that aspect just by itself. Mm-hmm. It just looks great. It sounds great. Yeah. It's like, I don't want to compare it to Eva because like the scopes are so different, but like it's definitely more satisfying because it like they see through their vision whereas Eva like falls apart at the end. Well, FLCL also, well, it was an OVA. So they were, they had more money and were able to do it in a shorter 
format, I think that was more focused. And I kind of, I don't know if it's like Hollywood where if you have a popular thing, then your next project, they're like, do whatever the fuck you want. Yeah, that's true. Which I think happens um, and they're in getting, a good way. And they're getting all the money in the world to do the rebuilds now, so. Yeah. We got to watch, we got to watch Rebuild 3. I got those. I kind of want to. Jackie got me them. Rewatch all of them because I forgot. All right. And four is, has yet to come out, right? Yeah, even though I think it's called like Evangelion 3 plus 1 or something stupid like that. Let's watch them all for the podcast sometime. All right. Yeah. It's going on going on the list we can't do it all on the same day i'll kill myself is next what is we doing what are we doing next podcast episode i don't know should it just be part two of this yeah probably let's just do part two of this so we yeah i guess we should start asking vin if he wants to do uh oh true um the podcast all right i think we should do part two of this either way to give the listeners a heads up oh yeah Yeah, that'd be cool okay we're Um, doing we're doing episodes four five and six of flcl next week the original the og uh, thanks for listening, everybody. Again, if you have thoughts on FLCL, um, if you have thoughts on JoJo's, if you like music, want to show us a picture of your dog, write to JoJo'sBizarrePod at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter. It's at JJBPod. If you guys uh, can explain how like King Crimson works, I still don't no, get that. Don't, you know what? Could you explain how Silver Chariot works instead? Let's not talk about <laughs> And not Requiem, just the regular-ass pokey one. Uh, and, uh, please rate and review us on iTunes. We got a very nice review fairly recently. I don't have any of those details, but thank you, random person. Uh, it just helps bump us up because there's a bunch of like other podcasts that have done like one episode on JoJo's, but they're somehow ahead of us in the search rankings, which is like really fucked up. We got JoJo right in the name. So help us out with that, please. And as always, goodbye. Never thought I could act this way. To say that I just don't get it I don't know where we went wrong But the feeling's gone And I just can't get it back